Well, hey, it's hip to be shares, right? It's also hip to support your favorite podcasts and your community. You know how to do the former. Go leave us an iTunes review. Anything over four stars is acceptable. We've also got a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash arcade audio. And if you support it, you get access to bonus content, like the Little Locals Minnesota series that we started releasing last week. As for supporting your community, we'd like to take a hot second to tell you about My Block, My Hood, My City, an organization that provides underprivileged youth with an awareness of the world and opportunities beyond their neighborhood. It's an amazing organization all the time, but right now they also have a fund providing relief to small businesses heavily hit by COVID and looting. Our coordinating efforts to ensure local seniors have access to PPE and other supplies and are awarding peace grants to any person, block, or organization that wants to find creative solutions to curb violence. So yeah, they do a lot. So check them out at formyblock.org and enjoy this week's episode. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome back to Shared History. A history a day keeps the doctor away. Which, is that true? It is true, um, which is why we're weekly now. Yay! And in these Yay. uncertain times, copyright, um, it's probably good to stay healthy, so keep historying, y'all. Yeah, that's we're, we're doctors, so you can trust us to tell you the truth. Whoa, we're going to get so sued. I'm Natalie Younger. <laughs> I'm Cass Maher. Uh, and joining us today, we have a very special guest. We have actor and YouTuber. You may know him from his channel, Number Six with Cheese, or from a dozen million other things, because he's everywhere. It's our friend Sean Ely. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm Pretty- so excited to have you on the podcast. I'm like super excited to be here. When I got asked to do this, I was like, I haven't researched a thing since college. So this was a real flashback for me. <laughs> I feel like we that's have- like, that was, first of all, I feel like part of the allure for Natalie and I is A, we're huge nerds and we like kind of like to research, but that kind of formal, like obligatory research that you don't get since like college or school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is sucks then. It's kind of fun when you're like choosing to oh, do 100%. it. It's and a lot we were of fun like when, when you could just like pivot in the middle too. Like when you're like, I wanna research this. No, I don't. <laughs> I wanna research this. Yeah. Natalie and I were a little worried about like, first of all, if we assign homework, are people actually going to do it? Second of all, are they gonna be annoyed that they have to do homework? Everyone's been pretty excited about it. I mean, for this particular timing that we're doing this this gave me something to do it made me feel good about myself (laughs) afterwards i was like do i have like a phd now dude like am i a doctor because feel like it (laughs) so (laughs) well we've already established that we are doctors good thank god Mm -hmm. and providing health and history for y'all yes yeah we're all mds and phds (laughs) (laughs) it's the truth um well 
since you're so excited about your homework, um, can I ask <laughs> Sean, well, two things. Can I ask, what is an area of history that you are regularly into? Like, is there a section of history that you dig always? Um, <laughs> not, or that you just didn't cringe in class I, when it came So up? my grandpa, this is like so stereotypical, like, just... I feel like boy in a backwards hat. So my grandpa is my <laughs> idol, and he's. For the record, Sean is wearing a backwards I'm very much hat. Wearing right a backwards now. hat. This is, I always am, so it's just a part of me. But um, well, our our listeners know that podcasting is a visual medium, so absolutely, for absolutely. sure. Um, I so my grandpa was like very highly ranked up up there in World War II. So when I was like oh, in wow. school and we were learning about World War II, I was hooked. Like I didn't want that class to end because I just wanted to know every little thing and report back to him. So like it's been a few years since I've obviously picked up a U.S. history textbook that's seven hundred pages, but uh, I always mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with that well and that's what we like when you have a personal connection to history it's so much easier to get excited about i need that relationship and it gives you a frame of reference Mm -hmm. yeah because then it's not just then it's not just like things i dates i have to memorize for class then it's like world history featuring my grandpappy (laughs) dude you guys my grandpa this is the craziest thing my grandpa was wearing like a big kind of like almost like it almost looked like a shark's tooth but it was like a bigger pendant necklace like when he was on in like a trench or one of those like bunkers in world war ii and a bullet came in and hit (gasps) hit the pendant and exploded and saved his life and so, like, that necklace is, like, in his will to be, like, given to me when he passes. And I'm, like, that – I'm never taking that thing off. Like, that is the most insane story to me that it only hit that there. That only so, happens in movies. Bam, I know. It's literally yeah. literally a movie. And it was his life. Wait, hold on. Do you have – do you have brothers and sisters or, like, a lot of cousins or A lot whatever? of cousins. I have one brother, but yes. Okay. I was going to say, how badass did you feel to, like – uh, yeah, that went to me. That's yeah, I was like, me. I'll take the like weird shark pendant thing. <laughs> and, and everyone else is like, yeah, okay, they're like, Sean. He's giving everyone $10,000. And I was like, no, I'll just take the pendant. I'm going to go on Pawn Stars <laughs> and go hit up Rick over there in Las Vegas and try to pawn it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a great way to honor your. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm going to, like, the body's still going to be warm. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Vegas. <laughs> I respect. I respect. Thank you it. so much. It. Yeah, it's World War II guest starring Sean Ely's yep. grandfather, and then Pawn Stars featuring <laughs> yeah. Sean yeah, Ely. Exactly. I'm just trying to get that actor credit on Pawn Stars. <laughs> <laughs> all about that IMDb page. It's all baby. about it, is baby. <laughs> um, literally unrelated to anything, but that's this podcast, so that's fine. Um. <laughs> Just because you said Pawn Stars, and that obviously makes me think of what it is making fun of, which is Porn Stars, uh, or what it is uh, punning, if you will. Uh, Justin and I are watching X-Files, and we we were looking up, like, I think a director, maybe it was a creator of X-Files the other night, and he is also the director-creator on uh, the porn parody Sex Files. So... Kudos what? to him for taking that credit and working on the porn version of his own property. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Um, I mean, since we've already started the episode off a little dirty, <laughs> my friend Christina texts me out of the blue. She's like, Cass, I've had the most brilliant idea and I can't believe no one's thought about it. 
a porn parody of the Founding Fathers called the Pounding Fathers. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, I want you to be included in like the creative aspect, not the actor. <laughs> I don't know and then which, we just, which Pounding and, Father would you be, Cass? Well, I should just pull up the text convo because we went back and forth with puns like Alexander Ramilton <laughs> would be one. Um, uh, oh, God. Like I the, can't, I'm trying to think of a Jefferson one, and the first thing that came to my mind was was Thomas Queeferson, <laughs> so that didn't work. The Declaration of Penetration. I was literally oh, sitting no. here trying to think of a pun for the Declaration of Independence, so I'm glad that you get, came up with one because I was like, what could it, <laughs> what would be funny? Like... <laughs> Wouldn't it just be the Declaration of Independence, though? That works, too. Oh, that's, that a good one. Too. that's a good one. If it ain't broke. Uh, like the Liberty Bell. Uh, you can put it in their crack. And you sign it, you oh. sign it with your pen 15. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> 55 and okay. iron pen. National treasure. Yeah. Uh, everything always comes back to national treasure. <laughs> um, well, you two are both national treasures. Um, may I ask, uh, my dear friend, Sean, what topic of history did you choose for? What story are you going to tell us? Okay, so this year I came out with my own hot sauce. So today we are going to be talking about the history (gasps) of hot sauce. Stop Mm. it. Get spicy, babies. (laughs) What's uh well? What's your hot sauce called? So my you know show is called Number Six with Cheese, and our like fans are called Sixers. So it's Sixer sauce. So it's for them. <gasps> so it's like a drive-through like uh, compartment for like if you're going through any drive-through, you keep that in there, and then it's good on like all pretty much all foods, but it's really good on like fast food. So oh, mm. yes. oh so it's like an it's a that's like an all all. On all positions, I don't all know. All purpose. Yeah. What's it called? All purpose. Oh, like a like a utility. <laughs> yeah, player? it's like Thank a, yeah, you. yeah. That's there a utility go. player. That's perfect. <laughs> he plays a infield. He'll go out in right field if he needs to. A little pitching. Um, yeah. So it's like <laughs> I wanted a thicker sauce that you could like dip fries in, but also it would be good on like a burger. I wanted like that consistency. Ooh. So yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're saying she? Oh, thick. she's a thick girl. Three C's, dude. <laughs> oh, not a Q. No, no, just three C's. <laughs> <laughs> That's really um, that's really thoughtful of you because I feel like a lot of the hot sauces I like um, are they're more like splashy like like Frank's is one of my favorite hot sauces but it's, it doesn't stick mm-hmm. to anything I have that yeah. problem so I respect that yeah during this uh, dur- while during the quarrel I've been uh, I've been getting real into just buying Taco Bell's mild sauce from grocery stores. <laughs> oh yeah, that's popular. That's actually in the top ten sold sauces at grocery stores right now. We'll get into it, but just so you know. Oh, oh my God! Oh, yeah, Natalie, oh. stop stealing. I'm his, sorry. His stories, history. <laughs> oh. I'm very excited. Cass especially very has done a couple of stories on this season that are like very specific histories of a very specific thing, but we've not done any food Oh, history. good. I'm very excited. I scoured the podcast. I, I wanted ever. to make sure this one was going to really pop, you know? Yeah. <gasps> I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. It's spicy. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's dig in. Okay, perfect. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think the three main things you need to make a hot sauce are? Like, what are the three staples? You know how beer, you need like, you know, yeast and water and barley, whatever. What are the three for hot sauce? Uh, vinegar? Yes, vinegar, yeah. Peppers? peppers? Yes, peppers. Um, 
Sauce. Uh, sauce. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle. A container to put it in. Uh, well, well, oh. So. Yeah, because I always wonder about that. And I didn't realize that vinegar was in hot sauce. I love, a, I, love the- a, I love a vinegary hot sauce. And I love mm. a vinegary barbecue mm. sauce. So Okay. Do you like, uh, do you like sodium? Oh, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm from salt. Iowa. I love salt. Salt is the third thing. So oh. salt and your hot peppers, uh, that's kind of what you need. So let's, you guys ready to dive into this? I'm so, Hell I'm yeah. s- my mouth is watering. Okay, so this was very shocking to me. So to kick this off, so chili peppers are believed to be like among the earliest p- plants actually cultivated by humans. Like it goes back like 9,000 years. They have traces of like people actually like using hot peppers in their cooking, which is crazy. I feel like. The boom of it in America right now is so big, but like that long ago is kind of crazy to me. Yeah. So yeah. you can't have hot sauce without chili peppers. So it's no surprise that the condiment began in the only region in the world where hot peppers just grow by themselves in the wild. Like they, that's Central America. So specifically like Central and East Mexico is where peppers will just like grow out like grass in Chicago, except Chicago, not a very grassy. Don't know how I use that analogy, but... We get it, yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's been like archeolo- archeo- ooh, archaeological digs that have shown chili peppers in cooking and stuff like that seven to 9,000 years. And this is like my favorite thing about history is no matter like when you go to look at kind of like a lesser reported on thing, like some people are like, they've been using them 9,000 years. And other people will be like, they've been using them 2,000 years. And you're like, that's a lot of time in between <laughs> To just guess. That's a big number. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a very big margin of yeah. error. So um, we're just going to say 7,000. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I like it. I love, a good, I love a good median. So they definitely know that Mayans, so let's fast forward to the 8th century, you know, kind of recent. <laughs> um, so Mayans actually, like, would mix their hot peppers with water, okay, like, and they would just slap that on a corn tortilla. That's, like, the earliest, like, meal that we know of is Mayans using chili pepper and water on corn tortillas and just devouring. I mean, so it's like, it's like an early chips and salsa. So that's so funny you say that because in my <laughs> notes, I literally have like, that's the same thing as like them, sla- a waiter slapping down chips and salsa at like a restaurant. Like it's literally, yeah. they're just like scooping yeah. it up. So they've been doing that since the Mayans, which they love a good app. A, a nice tapas, a g- little small plate for everybody. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'll go, I'll get some tapas. Oh, Oh, you're getting your small, minor, bottomless. Yeah, so just uh, so you know. Minor, bottomless chips and salsa. I like when, like... Also, if I'm just thinking, if that's, like, the first, like, or, like, just, like, a, a normal, like, meal or snack, I'm, like, starting off my day with just some chilies and tortillas. I'm in for a rough day. Oh, yeah. Especially if I've got to do some, like, you know, Mayan work of, like, I don't know, building a pyramid or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not going to be good on my tummy in the heat. Yeah, they were always building, like, those things with so many stairs. Like, why are there so many stairs? Yeah. I mean, I get it, but. Because they got <laughs> to sweat out. They got to sweat out all those chili yeah, peppers. that's true. Um, so this is what, what I found really fascinating about this. So uh, chili peppers have, like, capsaicin in them capsaicin is like what makes it spicy right so like in the actually evolution of chili peppers those were created to prevent mammals from eating them so like it was it was like a defense mechanism which is super hilarious and ironic because like we just gobble them up like we literally can't get enough of them so 
Yeah, we're now like, we're, we're out for there. Like, which one has the most That's defense mechanism? I, I want to get the hottest peppers. Yeah, we're looking for the the max. Uh, we're looking for the most defensive pepper. Basically, is what we're looking. One hundred percent. So, like, uh, this is the uh, so my other favorite little like contingent to this is so birds. Birds are the only living thing that are completely unaffected by capsaicin. They can just what? they can just gobble down chili peppers like cocoa puffs, dude, and just go about their day. I guess you it makes what? sense because the peppers want like they you want a bird to like eat your seeds and then go shit them somewhere else. <laughs> you know what? I don't trust birds. No, I never do. Just in general, they're 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 basically modern day dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're they've they're round and fluffy, but have these weird little reptilian legs i don't like them. i don't trust them and this pepper thing is not helping their argument no, not at all they're very elusive they uh they're not honest they're shifty yes they'll kind of they'll kind of <laughs> like they'll kind of side eye you and then swoop down and scare yeah, they're you. like n- they're never looking at you but they're also never not looking 100%. at you <laughs> yeah they can turn their heads in ways that they should not be able to turn them sideways around up down i don't like it <laughs> Guys, I can't wait. Uh, af- after we're done recording this episode, uh, let's uh, call let's call into order the first meeting of humans against birds. <laughs> yes, the official official Congress of Habs. <laughs> Guys, I'm glad we're all in agreement on this. I mean, this make this makes me happy, and and it makes me feel safe. Frankly, yeah, that I have Al- people look. Alfred out. Hitchcock was onto something. Yeah, the first propaganda film against <laughs> birds. <laughs> Um, so, you know, with hot sauce and hot peppers and stuff being used so long ago, it's so interesting to see like how we got to where we are today. Like if it was in Mexico and it was in like Central America, what brought it to America and Europe and all that stuff? Like how early did that happen? Right. So, you know, that, that guy that doesn't have the best rap right now, Christopher Columbus, you know him? Chris Cole? Uh, yeah. Little Chris C. He's kind of a, he's also very yeah, elusive. I, I love Loved his Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah, he was great in those. Um, so when he when he came over and like the Spanish like uh, you know conquerors came over, they literally like traded and got like a bunch of spices and peppers. Because remember that was a big thing was like bringing spices back to Europe. So yeah. he discovered mm-hmm. these like these peppers he had never heard of. It. They had like black pepper over in Europe, but they didn't have anything like this. So this stuff was literally used to preserve meats. So it was a big, like, medicinal thing for, like, for food was, like, to keep it uh, – it's almost like a preservative. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they would be used mm-hmm. for that. And so that was 1492. All these chili peppers were taken back to Spain. And then they just went bonkers from there. Like, they just sold them, like, wildfire out of Spain. Like, he brought all these back. And then all of a sudden they're getting, you know, traded like to go to Europe and, or all parts of Europe to go to Asia. Obviously not having to cross into the water with America. Like, he brought some there. So now we've, like, 1492 comes and we just got peppers all over the world. Peppers be popping. <laughs> peppers be popping all peppers over. Peppers be popping. Yeah. Jalapeno poppers, one of my favorite kind of peppers. Oh, yeah. Dip that. Wait, best way to prepare a pepper, anyway. <laughs> Just cream cheese, deep fried. Are you kidding? I'm from Iowa, you guys. I keep saying <laughs> Hey, this. Cast, um, where were you from? Oh, originally Des Moines, mm. Des Moines mm. Iowa, Des Moines, French for the monks. I do have a t-shirt uh, that says D- Des Moines is for, what is it? It's a ray gun. You know ray gun in Des Moines? 
Yep, that's where it originated, and it's now, it came to Chicago. It's in Ravenswood uh, just about a year Maybe ago. Maybe next time I come on, I'll do the history of Ray Gun, but we'll, we'll, that's a different day. You know, it's a different day. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll go back to 1492, right? Okay, so all these, um, they take these plants, and they're actually, uh, these chili peppers, and they're planting them all over the world. So, like, we're actually getting, that pretty much was just, that's pretty much what Corona's doing to the world right now. That's what Chris Columbus did. He just brought peppers. So it was a very positive thing, and that just spread all over the place. So now we got the about, one positive thing Columbus yeah, did. Just, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Southeast Asia became one of the biggest kind of spots for them. Um, obviously, because as we know, like Asian spice is like so different than like, you know, spice you'll find in Southwestern America. Like everybody's kind of used the peppers differently to kind of go with the cuisine mm-hmm. of their sp- spots. So, like Indian spicy chutney, Yem- Yemeni chili relish, North African harissa, and the Portuguese peri peri sauce were all like becoming popular popular around the world. So we just got like all these big worldly flavors that we know now that were literally around since like the year 1500, which is so crazy. That's so interesting. Cause when I think of peppers, I think of like, I mean, I think of like India, Mm -hmm. like curry spices, all that stuff. It's so interesting that I didn't realize the only place it naturally grew was in central Central America, right. essentially. So you like needed the seeds to bring over there because they won't grow anywhere but central Mexico, which is so crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. It's like everybody... It's like Christopher Columbus brought those peppers and pepper seeds over... And it just was like everyone iron chefed it and did their own yep. thing with their with the <laughs> yeah. ingredients that they had to work with and made it their own. That's really cool. Chefs, please open your baskets. I know, I I mean, it's peppers. just peppers. You have peppers. Peppers. Pepper. You're just like, okay, I get it. Okay, I'm just going to mash these and put some water in them. Cool. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so we're in... They didn't really get popular in Western cuisine, like in America, until the 1800s. <laughs> Too spicy. Oh, I'm, I just like mayonnaise. I'm a big boy. Um, I don't, I'm sure that's not what they said. But um, so... so <laughs> it's a direct quote. It's, this is one of my favorite parts of history. So like when historians can't really figure out like gaps in time and all of a sudden they'll just be like and then in new york city or in massachusetts in 1807 there was just an advertisement for cayenne pepper sauce just like in a newspaper it was like buy cayenne pepper sauce and they're like what it wasn't like a thing yet so people would literally just like make something and then just take out ad space to sell it like it wasn't like a company it was just hey i made some cayenne pepper sauce so I thought that was fascinating. So the first one was in Massachusetts in 1807, um, and they called it cayenne sauce. And there's only a few surviving bottles of that sauce left, like of any sort of like remembrance of it, which is really cool. It's basically, if it's from that far back, it's just vinegar now. I hate to break. Imagine it. taking a shot of that. Like, ugh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, how long do, I mean, I know it's essentially a preservative, but how long do peppers keep? How long does hot A couple sauce years. Keep? So it's been, let's see, yeah. I'll do the math. Too long to. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like wine. It doesn't age well. Right. No, it just ages into vinegar, which honestly <laughs> is what wine does too, if you let it sit too long. Yeah. Uh, but I I hear that they, uh, they they probably have a bottle of that on the hot one. Oh, they have to. Right? That's like one that everyone has to Yeah, it's taste. Right, right before the bomb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is 18... 18- no. Okay, so this is a fun little trivia question I have for you guys. So in New York City, there was a company called J. McCulloch and Company that produced a bird pepper sauce, which I'm assuming... I thought the name bird pepper probably came from like the fact that birds aren't affected by it. 
but I couldn't really figure that out. But apparently bird peppers were very popular. But they had a they sold the most popular one that you could buy in New York City. Guess how tall in inches the bottle of hot sauce was that they sold? Oh god, this could go either way. Um, I um, I'm gonna assume that hot sauce uh, offended th- the delicate taste buds of that time era. So I'm gonna say an inch and inch a half. half. Okay, I'm used to an inch and a half. That's that's like familiar territory for me. Okay, Cass, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I'm gonna go opposite because the way you kind of held your hand, it made it seem like it was. <laughs> Taller, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say like like a full twelve inches. Oh, so here's my question: Are we playing prices right rules, or are if you're over but you're closer, is that okay? Closest. Okay, is best. eleven inches in a cathedral bottle. <gasps> a cathedral bottle. What's a cathedral? Eleven bottle? inch. It kind of looks like something that like an apothecary would sell something called like borf borf juice out of or something. Like it's literally some. <laughs> it's like green essence of essence borf. of borf. Um, so that was, that was sold in a cathedral bottle, which I'm kind of fascinated by in general, that he was like, oh, I only got this 11 inch bottle. Nah, fill that shit to the brim, dude. We're fine. Oh, you said it was in what? 18, 1806? Yeah. 1807 was the first time. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and the first time, so it sounds like this might be kind of a novelty. So they're like, look at, we'll give you this, this uh, spicy sauce in a vase. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think of that. I've also never heard of uh, any bottle measured in inches. Uh, I know. If you're like, hey, can you can you hand me a six-inch tall beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, just, you know, for our fans abroad, uh, 11 inches is 27.94 centimeters. Yeah. Oh, yes. We have, we have fans abroad, and we always try to convert for, for them. Sure. Thank you, Natalie, for being on that. Yeah, that was perfect. Always, always googling conversions. Over <laughs> My here. favorite That's was when we got like everything. One of our guests brought in was in kilometers and meters and whatnot, or pounds or something, and you had to convert it <laughs> backwards. To America. I want to create the spinoff that's called Shared Mathematics, and I have people on, <laughs> and I just make them convert things to to centimeters. That's the, for an hour. Well, you know what? Shared mathematics is the rest of the world. Oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> they yeah. all have the same math. That's true. The only one that's different. <laughs> yep. We just gotta gotta stand out. Mm-hmm. Above so back the to cap. back to a full eleven. Yeah. Inches. So okay. So you know that we got bird pepper sauce and 11, 11 inch cathedral bottles. But we're gonna. So you know, obviously back then, like the East Coast kind of dominated the country. It's like all anybody talked about East Coast, East Coast. So down in Louisiana, we're pretty much like the rest of the tale kind of goes. There's this guy named Colonel Monsell M A U N S E L L Monsell White. Colonel Monsell White. What a name. Um, and you got to be careful when you talk about white people back then, because was he a slave owner? Oh, he sure was. He, he had, in Louisiana? Yeah, he, he was, yeah. uh, <laughs> so he grew the first crop of Tabasco chilies on his Deer Range plantation. So this guy's got Yeah, I was going to say, you use the word... You say he grew. So his friends, his <laughs> friends grew. Um, Quote unquote. Were they paid? No. Um, so anyways, so he started um, making, so Tabasco chilies were like a new phenomenon in the country. Like that was like mm-hmm. a very, like, they're very hot, but they're cheap to like make and they're very tasty. So he started doing this and he started kind of practicing bottling it and selling it just kind of amongst friends, inner circles. He would have these 
intricate uh, dinner parties, which I'm sure some of his friends were helping out at. And um, <laughs> his quote unquote mm-hmm. friends. And so he started kind of advertising bottles of it for sale like in 1859. Like this, and this guy you'll see in this story, it's a very intricate part of the hot sauce world. So this guy's making this, he's harvesting these chilies. You know, Louisiana, Louisiana has better kind of conditions for that than New York or Massachusetts, whatever. So he's doing this. He's a fan of it. And uh, he goes, I got this friend named Edmund McElhenney, who, uh, who, I don't know, is he related to Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I don't know. Um, I hope I know. so. So he goes, hey, Edmund, I know you're always complaining about how food in the South right now is kind of bland and it's kind of the same all the time. I've got these peppers. Why don't you go ahead and give these a try? He gave him some of the actual like finalized hot sauce and then some peppers, too. And so he harvested those himself in on Avery Island in Louisiana. Now, do you guys do you does Avery Island ring a bell at all? Not at all. Nah. So Louisiana, Avery Island. He start he starts harvesting the peppers, and Meckelhenny goes. I think I can turn this into a business. I think this stuff is so legit that it needs to be like a revolutionary thing in American cuisine. Um, So he's kind of starting moving on to like thinking, I'm going to bottle this and I'm going to sell it. And it's going to be like my baby. So it's like, did he kind of steal it from his buddy? A little bit, maybe (laughs) kind of some weirdness there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the civil war happens and just decimates Louisiana. (laughs) Like, like, uh, there were storms, like the union was just destroying Louisiana. The plantation was just like, ruined so louisiana did not fare well in the war no they didn't so in 1963 mcelhenny and his family had to abandon louisiana entirely and they went over to san antonio texas and like chilled wait did you just say 1960 i think you mean you mean yes 1863, i did 1863 right? sorry <laughs> i was like that's a time <laughs> that's why i got Talk my fact yeah yeah so 1863, so they, him and his family, they go to San Antonio, and they're living and chilling there. They're like, all right, we're just going to kind of like go back to Louisiana a couple years and kind of like sit on this for a while. And so they kind of like mustered up this whole business plan, and then when they came back to the plantation, uh, Avery Island, all that stuff, everything was like just completely ruined. So they had to start over and kind of harvest the land and all this stuff. So they had this crazy business mind where they were going to buy a bunch of unused cologne bottles. And they were going to sell it with the green wax around the the edge. And they were going to sell it for $1 (gasps) a bottle, which was a lot of money back then. And so what Meckelhenny did was he sent a bunch of like samples, almost like a weed dealer will be like, hey, try this stuff. You know, you might like it, whatever. So he started (laughs) sending that around to like big manufacturers, like people that were in charge of what uh, restaurants and hotels would order for all their meals. Because like a lot of stuff, when you had a product back then, you couldn't just like bring it to a grocery store and sell it. It kind of went through like all the hotel and restaurant industry first to see if it was well received. And then it would kind of trickle down into like consumer facing. So that's what exactly what he did. And he said he Priced it for a dollar, and it sold like wildfire. Like people couldn't get enough of it because they never had anything like this before. It was like all of a sudden you could add this to any food, and it was just – I mean, imagine like the first time you had hot sauce. You're like, oh, okay. This is like makes everything better. So he did that, and he just blew up from there. Like just exploded. Everybody wanted it. Um, and – so if you guys can think, what company do you think that's still around today is that company? 
Natalie, Natalie, say it on three. One, two, three. Tabasco. Tabasco. Correct. So he... We did it. And if you guys know anything about Tabasco, (laughs) other than the fact that it's in every diner in the history of time, um, when you pop the top on it, what is what is sitting there on the bottle when you just take the top off? Like, what's what's keeping you from the sauce? Oh, I mean, well, you kind of already said it. I don't know if I would have thought about it. Like the little wax thing. So yeah, there's like a there's like a plastic piece that allows allows yeah, you. Like yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. A, a little mm-hmm. drop. Yeah. Because it's meant to be kind of spritzed on your food and not poured. So like Tabasco, yeah. that was like a very innovative like invention. At the time, like that's why he loved cologne bottles because cologne bottles, like <gasps> you could only use a little bit of it at once. Oh my yeah, god! Instead of it just being like an open, like an open mouth, yeah, bottle, mm-hmm. an open mouth eleven inch cathedral bottle. Cathedral <laughs> bottle. Oh my god, that's so. Because yeah, it is like. Oh my god, that's. I just had like a, a mind blown moment. Cologne bottles do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And that's now how we eat hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also how we, uh, how, it's bitters, bo- it makes me think of bitters bottles, because bitters bottles are the same way. Oh, I like, wonder if bitters stole from hot sauce. Bitters ooh, bottles. Oh, yeah, maybe. I just like saying bitters, bitters bottles. bottles. I know, it's, it's my new favorite thing to say now. The uh, word Tabasco, by the way, I always love when definitions are like, it means this, or it means this. Um, <laughs> it means place where the soil is humid. And it also means place of the coral or oyster shell. <laughs> so those cool. are word origins. Those but, are both. They're both places. Mm-hmm. Well, so so hold on. Tabasco kind of originated in Louisiana. Was it? I was it on the coast. I don't know if Louisiana is a big oyster place. I think so. Coral? Yeah, I think um, Avery Island is like yeah, right on, right there, like right on the water. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, I mean if I'm island. thinking if I'm thinking of the South and I'm think, thinking of like oysters, I feel like I think of like North Carolina or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't patent it until like 1870 because this other company was trying to use the word Tabasco. But he actually got like the the uh, copyright for the word Tabasco in a name, so no one else can use the word Tabasco. You can put it Tabasco peppers in like your ingredients list as a hot sauce, but you're not allowed to use it in your name. So oh, we're yeah. going to have to bleep out this entire This is episode. all redacted, no, redacted, yeah. redacted. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now Tabasco sauce, and that was kind of like what created this whole boom in the country. Then all of a sudden it was like, you know, everybody was doing it in different parts of the country. But now Tabasco sends uh, hot sauce to 25 different, 195 countries, but 25 different languages the, the labels printed in to like be in the native language of a lot of these places. Um, which I think is insane to think about Tabasco going to like 200 countries. So how many countries even yeah. are there? <laughs> I have no idea. There's a mm-hmm. lot. There's a lot. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. It's also like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know y'all's opinions on hot sauces, but for like Tabasco sauce to be like the, the pioneer of American hot sauces kind of, Hurts my heart a little bit. For sure. Hold up. I'm so sorry. One second. How many countries did you say Tabasco uh, was distributed Their to? website says currently they do 195 countries. Um, as of 2020, guess how many countries are in the world? 270. Two, 
Sixty-nine. One hundred and ninety-five. Oh, what? that's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they just say? Yeah, all that's of weird. Them? Maybe they're because I feel, I feel like if you put a number to it, I don't know. Yeah, that's wild. Are they saying that's yeah? I don't know. I feel like saying the every country in the world might be more impactful know, than weird yeah, that better marketing. Mm-hmm. When, when you said like 195, a, I feel like I like that number stood out. I was like, I feel like there are 195 at least, like yeah, registered whatever. That's yeah. crazy. More history, y'all. More geography. Mm-hmm. We're we're notoriously bad at geography on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, w- and geometry. So I just have like a yeah. couple other quick things that before we wrap up like this little section of history. Um, so you know how they have that Scoville scale that measures how spicy something is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like jalapenos are only like, you know, like 5,000, whatever. Um, so I never knew this. And I do a lot of hot sauce stuff like on my show and everything. But I didn't know. So 16 million Scoville is the highest you can go because that's pure capsaicin. That's literally just raw capsaicin. So 16 is the limit. Uh, oh, <laughs> law enforcement grade pepper spray is 5 mm-hmm. million Scovilles. Oh my god! So if you spray someone in the eyes, you're literally spraying capsaicin like in their eyes. Oh no! Oh my god! Um, so I just think that's way. And so you heard people talk about the Carolina Reaper pepper. Mm-hmm. That's like literally two or three million Scovilles. So it's not much different than literally eating pepper spray. Have you have you had a California Reaper pepper? Yeah. So now that like all these companies are trying to one up each other to like breed the hottest pepper, I've had I've yeah. had Pepper X, which that hot one show is pretty much on the cutting edge of like getting this company to do this stuff. But um, yeah, I've had I've had a Carolina Reaper pepper. I've had a a Pepper X, which is I think a million more than that. I've had the like black Carolina Reaper pepper. They're all quite literally ruin your week, obviously, if you have it. But great for the content. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're also things that you don't want to eat and then spend a whole day in the hot Mayan sun yeah. uh, building. Building. Pyramids. I know. I think about these Mayans going to the bathroom after. Like they're like, oh, the hot sauce. It's our new favorite thing. And they're like, anybody else having really bad bowel movements after I had that? Because that's yeah. part of it. No, Carl. Stop talking about your shits. Yeah. No, me. Me either. I'm not. Yeah. You know, Carl the Mayan. <laughs> yeah. Traditional, traditional Maya yeah. name, Carl. <laughs> um, and then, so $1.1 billion industry is what hot sauce is today. It's a $1.1 billion industry. And I figured I would end my, my little trivia rant or my history rant with, let's try to see if you guys can come up with the five best-selling hot sauces in the country. The ones <gasps> that are bought the but, most. But I, okay. already, I already did okay, one. Okay, so... Because I did Taco Bell Miles. Oh, but sauce. that's number like eight. Oh, it's. I thought you said it was. I think in the top it. Five. I okay. think it's seven or eight it's, now that I remember the list. I have because I wrote the five down. So let's see if you can get them. Got it. Okay. Well, I gotta go with my my one and only numero uno favorite Cholula. Number one on the board. Ooh. Oh. Survey says. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to be a game show host. That's all this is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fine. You're so it. do we. Um, love some Chalules. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with my with my number one, depending on what we're eating, with some uh, sr- sriracha. Number three on the board. Yes. What's in between them? Is Tabasco in between them? I would say Tabasco's got to be on there. 
Number four on the list. Is okay. number two Frank's? Frank's Red Hot on the list. Okay, yeah. Frank's and Cholula, those are my top two. I don't wanna I don't wanna throw Frank's under the bus. I just mm. I want everyone to know I love Frank's. <laughs> it's important Wait. for me to say that. Frank's. What do you think boy. five is? Oh man. Hold on, hold on, Natalie. You and I just rapid fire some some other brands because I can't <sighs> even Louisiana uh, Oh, Louisiana hot sauce. Isn't that a brand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's Louisiana. not it. Oh, I mean, like, I didn't. I didn't think so. I'm. I'm picturing my refrigerator right now, um, but most of what's in my refrigerator are homemade hot sauces. Right <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you or your husband, Natalie? Oh, I. I have not made a damn thing. How many days have we been in quarantine? Like sixty. I've four years. Maybe every yeah. time. Every time we sit down, like we find, like we pull up the video chat to prep before we start recording. Ned is like, oh, Justin is Justin is just dropping off my dinner, and he's waiting <laughs> to take my plates, and he made mm-hmm. this new beautiful gourmet meal. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. we get. I it. make the cocktails, he makes the food. <laughs> you uh, drink the cocktails, he makes, and then the I food. drink the cocktails, and then he makes the food. <laughs> okay, uh, what are the oh, hot sauces? What? Louisiana. I can't even think of any other right now. I'm I know. Blanking. Unless it's like no, because that would still be ch- sriracha. I was like, my number two. My number two would. I would be like, sriracha, and I'd be like, sriracha chili paste. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Those don't count as two separate ones. I wish it did, because that's great, too. I oh mean, I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm going to pass, Natalie. If you want to play, go for it, but I'm going to pass. Sean, is it Sixers sauce? <laughs> what if it was my hot sauce? <laughs> wow. This is just what, an ad. The best roundabout marketing ever, and it's no. above It's above <laughs> whatever the fourth one was. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. I don't know. I can't think of another hot sauce, and I'm really I, mad at I'm myself. honestly just blanking on hot sauces right now. Do you want right, me to tell put you? Us out, put us out of our misery, Sean. The number five is Tapatio. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was my work hot sauce. When I oh! at, at my, my old job, I always had a... I had a, a desk hot sauce that was just always on my desk because I would. Just... How did we forget Tapatio? It's got the most handsome man on the bottom. He's so, oh yeah, he's gosh. a strapping gentleman. Yeah, Tapatio, mustache. Honestly, tapatio, like as as far as like hot sauce on eggs, I put tapatio above Cholula. It's really good. Well, I would. That's my breakfast hot sauce. Mm. That's your breakfast hot sauce. You know what? I I got tapatio for my desk hot sauce because I was running to work, running late to work one day, and I didn't have hot sauce, and they didn't have Cholula at Walgreens, so I got tapatio, and I was like, this just really isn't doing it for me mm. wow well i mean it is but not as good as cholula well you just cost us a tapatio sponsorship <laughs> it's my fault so. it's my fault and i apologize i apologize <laughs> i love i love this i uh have you guys ever had the misfortune of have you ever gotten spicy fingers is yeah, what i'll oh call yeah. it oh yeah just <laughs> uh i one time when my now husband and I had just kind of started dating, Uh-oh. I um, no, <laughs> I see, I see how that could be going a different way. No, this is what I call a sign of trust. I was cutting peppers and uh, and then tried to take my contact out. Yeah. Um, and so Justin had to remove my contact for me, and I was like, "Well, that's it. We have to get married. I just let you put your finger in my eye." Yeah, that's love. <laughs> I well, I started laughing because I actually do know. I'll, I'll keep them anonymous. A uh, close friend and 
her now husband who had spicy fingers and then things started getting a little hot spicy? and heavy. Yeah, spicy. And uh, there was pain from what I was told. So, Oh, my God. Uh, have you seen that episode of The League? Did anyone ever watch The League? Oh, my God. They I did have an episode about that. I love that show until I found out that like the main guy lied about being in the Twin Towers during 9-11. I know. That was, that's that was really weird. hard to come back from. That's yeah. a big woof. But yeah, his there was career this, took like, a hit. There was this like hot sauce, hot wings stand or something, and this guy was like so big. He's like, the stand is open. And then his wife is like, you gave me an STD. He's like, oh no, I just forgot to wash my hands after hot saucing. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Um, I actually saw that on like that show, Sex Took Me to the ER or whatever. Have you <gasps> seen that show? <laughs> no, but it's I going think to be was... my new favorite show. I think that had to have had a, a hot sauce one or some peppers. <laughs> I'm, it had to have. Yeah. I feel like everyone has had a run-in with spicy fingers mm-hmm. at some point in their life. I mean, I just, I touch my face all the time. And with with COVID and everything, it's a really bad time to have that habit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just any time, I've actually gotten really good, a lot better about washing my hands or moist toweletting after hot sauce. But I feel like every time I eat hot sauce, I immediately rub my eyes. Because I'm... A child. <laughs> yeah, guys, so that's the history of hot sauce as I know it, you know? Well, we trust you. Just We're not trying to be a scholar. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers. But I didn't... It's crazy to me that, like, nobody had peppers, and then everyone had peppers, and then America's, like, Tabasco. I don't know. I know. I because Tabasco, you know, because sriracha, like being that that sriracha brand that Hung Foods or whatever that does it, they mm-hmm. didn't like come around until like 1980. Like it was really late. Well, what's and so crazy so to me popular. is that there's so there's so many countries that their cuisine is defined by peppers, specific peppers or spices, mm-hmm. and to think that that didn't even exist, like there and so many countries and cultures are defined by their cuisine that that didn't even exist there until 1492 or the 14 1500s yeah i know y'all think that like europeans were like no i'm sorry that's not a pepper because i'm just trying to wrap my head around um being being in europe in like the, in the 1400s and my whole life a pepper is a peppercorn yep uh and that yep. plant looks nothing like a pepper it's mm-hmm. not a pepper <laughs> it's like more of like a grape than anything else yeah um and then like somebody's showing up with like a brightly colored like chili tomato-y. yeah yeah Wait, then, what is peppercorn is that technically a, is it an actual pepper or is that just called peppercorn and it's something else? Yeah, it's not like a pepper in the traditional sense that we know. It's really funny that you said that, Nat, because like in the research that I did, Europeans literally like didn't reject it at first, but Christopher Columbus came back and was like, peppers. And they're like, no, like that's not a pepper. And he was like, yeah. I don't know another word for it. They were like, okay. <laughs> like literally they just didn't have another word for it. So they just kept it the same. Yeah. Also, well, when I think of like, you know, 1400s dark ages just europe and britain in general i think of 
gruel and like venison and like that's all they ate. Could you imagine throwing a pepper into the mix? <laughs> yeah. No, I can't. Of just bland slop and then peppers and flavor. Uh, um, I don't know. This doesn't really answer your question, Cass, but uh, peppercorns are a tiny fruit. Um, if you've ever seen like a like a peppercorn plant, um, they're they they're pretty. They're weird. Uh, they're like little bunch of bunch of like little marbles on a string, um, all bundled together, um, and they're fruit with a single seed in the middle. So they're they're uh, they're from a flowering vine. So yeah, they are kind of like okay. Grapes, I guess when I ever see peppercorn, sense. I just it's it's a little it's almost like a little rock. Is that yeah. the seed? Yeah, well, because that's a dried that's a dried peppercorn. Oh, like a pepper, that makes more a sense. A peppercorn that like you grind into black pepper. Yeah, is that fruit? I believe dried like mm. completely dried that makes more sense to me now yeah because yeah, um, the peppercorn like like berry for lack of a better word the fruit is actually uh when it's ripe it's red oh. some of them at least interesting the more you know i know seriously this is all just a pbs special i love it Dear readers, I'm here to interrupt just for a second to let you know that this episode of Shared History is sponsored by Raygun. Raygun has been called the greatest store in the universe by Raygun. They're the most important clothing store the Earth has seen since the early Mesozoic era as they specialize in t-shirts and modesty. If you breathe oxygen, guess what guys? You're gonna love it. And yes, this is a real ad and Raygun is a real company with stores in the Midwest or guess what? You can shop online at raygunsite.com. That's R-A-Y-G-U-N-S-I-T-E dot com. Use a promo code PewPew for free shipping. PewPew is spelled P-E-W-P-E-W. PewPew! Again, that is raygunsite.com. Promo code PewPew for free shipping. And now, back to the episode. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of pivot into my topic, which is interesting because... We're living kind of Central America, um, trading, spices, goods, merchantry. And I'm going to tell you about a little man called Benjamin Harigold, who was an English pirate during the golden age of piracy. Okay. Yeah. So, um... To give context, because here at Shared History we love context. Um, we Natalie, also love we also love a very forced segue. So I appreciate oh my that immensely, Cass. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie is one of the best like punny segwayers, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna talk now. <laughs> <laughs> so so Natalie, for context, um, mm-hmm. this will mean more to you. Uh, this is pre Les Mis. We have not hit. This is like okay. eight. This is eighty years before Les Mis. Um, the the golden age of piracy was um from uh the 1650s to the 1730s and not to be confused with the golden age of hollywood piracy uh which was either the early aughts with pirates of the caribbean (laughs) or was uh when we all know that you wouldn't what is it you wouldn't you wouldn't steal a car then why you wouldn't download download a car (laughs) i was was gonna mention that because yeah you wouldn't like piracy wow took on a new a new a new meaning it's like i am the captain now said everyone 
who mm-hmm. had a lime wire in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, kind of the, the, the bulk had the, the epicenter of piracy was in at least towards the, so there were three ages of the, of the pi- golden age of piracy, particularly towards the end, but the Caribbean, particularly Nassau, which was a new Providence, which was in the Bahamas, was kind of this like capital of trade. And it was, it reminded me as soon as you mentioned you were doing peppers and whatnot, because it was kind of connecting um, Central and, um, and Southern America to Europe and everything. Um, and so the kind of the, the end, the tail end of the golden age of piracy was around the Spanish war of succession and and immediately after that so basically what was going on at this time is um king uh charles no not king charles king charles some i mean there were there were a bunch of them yeah it was it was one of the spanish one of the spanish kings and of course i don't have it written down in my notes um he Uh, was left without an heir that's Charles the Second. Charles the Second. Don't ask me why I know that. Well, because that's what I thought, but I was like, Charles the Second was British, wasn't he? Anyway, Charles the Second was left without an heir, so basically all of Europe was thrown into warfare, um, trying to figure out because the Habsburgs from Germany and like all of these different lineages were all over Europe and trying to vying for control of Spain, and so a lot of people made. Um, a living as privateers. So basically privateers were um, private people or, or ships that would engage in maritime warfare for a commission. Um, they were given what's called a letter of mark, M-A-R-Q-U-E. Mm-hmm. It's hella French, um, which, was a, which was a government license authorizing them to attack and capture vessels um, of a nation at war with whoever issued the mark. So, basically, it's legalized piracy. Um, But they were doing this during the war because all of Europe was thrown into this war. Everyone was trying to make a buck. And so, it's like, "Eh, you know what, I'm going to, I'm not going to join the Navy. I'm just going to do my own thing. Um, And with the uh, expansion of trade to the quote-unquote West Indies, to North America, Central America, and South America, and Spain established the Bahamas like they were not established they colonized the Bahamas before any other European countries um so yeah so so this is when piracy was in its like its heyday and this guy Benjamin Harigold um he was a British privateer turned pirate um and he uh kind of just like ran the town he started off his first um, uh, recorded pirating excursion, whatever, was in 1713, 1714. Um, and he kind of moved his way up the ranks. He was eventually captaining a ship called the Marianne. And he got uh, mutinied, like, the, because he said, We're, we are, we, will not attack British flagged ships. So if they're a British ship, we're not going to attack them so that they have legal defense to be like, oh, we're privateers, we're not pirates. Well, Uh. his crew didn't love that idea, so they voted him out. 
And it was so... In- I actually went on a little uh, spiral here of pirate code. Um, because they were very kind of uh, regulated and regimented. I mean, piracy essentially stemmed from, I mean, privateering, which was private navalry, whatever. So they had, Mm -hmm. you know, ranks of like captain, uh, first mate, quartermaster, all that stuff. And that all bled into piracy. It's just now we're just doing it recklessly. So pirate code, like, when you joined a a crew, you like signed something or you made your mark and that entitled you to, um, share of the loot, uh, compensation for injury. And, uh, you tell me, wait, hold on. They had workers comp. Yeah. I was going to say, pirates had workers comp? Pirates had workers comp. And (laughs) so like, if you think of like, uh, pirates of the Caribbean or a pirate code or whatever, the code, (laughs) <laughs> there was an actual code, and it was kind of overarching of all pirates, whatever, but it was captain to captain. Sometimes it was voyage to voyage. Like, oh, we're doing this specific voyage. These are the rules for that. So but, what you're telling me is that some pirate captains did not give workers comp or parent leave or... I'm sure there uh, was a Jeff Bezos of pirating that was like... Okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to take all that booty, and you're going to get none. Um, <laughs> they, to, be they had- fa- to be fair, it'd be really difficult to, like, offer all pirates, like, parent leave, because <laughs> they'd, be running, they'd be running around, they'd be running around and have lot, lots of babies, probably. I mean, there's a lot of pirate babies in Tortuga, you know. Yeah, they drop, in, they drop an anchor whenever they drop anchor. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we'll forever call it. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go drop some anchor. I'll be back, boys. <laughs> that's they're all that's from, where that's where anchor that's where the too. phrase anchor baby comes from, right? It's just p- babies of pirates. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> yeah, Natalie. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. It's it's so funny though. We think of pirates as being like cutthroat and ruthless and like scallywags of like just doing their own thing, fucking shit up. But they were so like they had they wrote out articles they, like the code was written out. Um, each crew member had to sign it or make their mark. They had to then swear an oath of honor or an oath of allegiance. And then the articles were pinned prominently on the ship, usually on the captain's door so that everyone saw what they were. Everyone signed them. You um you made the oath. Sometimes they would make it over a Bible. John Phillips, who was a pirate, um, they ran out of they didn't have a Bible on hand, so they swore over an axe, I guess. Sometimes you'd swear... And my axe. <laughs> and Grab my the axe. axe. You're going to swear over it. <laughs> Sometimes you'd swear over cross pistols, uh, over swords, over human skulls, and then... Yeah, that seems much more pirate than over yeah. a Bible. Well, my favorite one is you would swear your oath astride a cannon. <laughs> you would just so now- straddle that cannon and be like... I'm on your team. <laughs> yeah, that's a different. That's a different. Oh, it was a different kind of pirate. You're making. I'm yeah. pretty sure that exact scene was in "I'm on a boat by the Lonely Island." I'm pretty sure they did yeah. that with Akon. Oh, 100. <laughs> percent It's also probably just to bring it back to porn. It's. I'm pretty sure it's also in the pirates' porn. Yeah. Oh, 100. percent I'm gonna shoot my cannon. Ugh. <laughs> Ooh. Gotta, um, gotta go drop my anchor. But but Flat. and then. 
And then so they so they were entitled to a vote as well as um, distribution of loot and uh, workers' comp. So when uh, when Harigold was mutinied, quote unquote, anytime I hear mutiny, I think of like someone walking the plank or like yeah. getting killed or whatever. He was voted out because they didn't like this idea of we're not going to attack British flagged ships. Dude, pirates have more respect for democracy than the, <laughs> than the U.S. democracy does. Seriously. So so what's interesting, and I, they were back to history of like this specific very important thing either happened this date or this date. They didn't really give a specific date in what I could find, but Harigold established um, the Republic of Pirates talking about democracy in Nassau in well, in 1717, I guess. So, yeah, they did give me a date. Um, but basically, it was in... Nassau was... Um, it was a, a like kind of a trade center, and then when piracy mm-hmm. kind of took off, it was kind of a pirate respite. Um, people would loot and then come back to uh, Nassau. It was just kind of their hub. Um, if anyone's watched the show Black Sails, it essentially goes over. It's it's a show on stars. It's actually, I mean, it's pretty good. And as I was um, looking through all this, all the names and everything was kind of perfectly outlined in this show, and talks about how formalized everything was. And at the tail end of this golden age of piracy, how everything was kind of like. This was essentially their own their own country, their own people. It was very loosely formulated, but it was structured, and it was based out of Nassau. So he established a Republic of Pirates, which was a loose confederacy, essentially, which I just think is so funny and so cool for pirates. Yeah. Um, so... I also I want to I want to add a little bit of context just because I googled it the second you started talking. Oh yeah. Um. You you benched us in uh our only real unit of of measure of of time. Right. Uh, which is of course lame is. Of course. Um. But also, according to the Googles, Pirates of the Caribbean is set to take place around 1720. Uh, yeah. to like 1730ish that kind of era of piracy so yeah. so captain jack sparrow comes on the scene f- following in the footsteps it seems of uh following closely behind this benjamin harigold you savvy Hello. Mm-hmm. when i texted rip uh my topic today i was like hey i'm doing benjamin harigold and piracy he goes savvy like, I respect you so hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you um, know all these pirates were just sucking down chili peppers. That's 200 years after, you know, all this all this sailing. So good to know. Yeah. Sean, they can't be getting scurvy. We got to throw some peppers in our bodies. Medicinal, dude. Whatever <laughs> you need. Oh, you got scurvy? Just medicinal. eat some Carolina Reapers. I'm just going to throw, yeah. I'm going to throw some peppers in my rum and I'm, I'm going to call it, call it good. Mm. You can't you can't get sick if you literally shit fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I've just, read that. Just cleanse your whole we established we're doctors. Cleanse your whole body, put some fire in, let it just go all the way through. Oh god. Um Well yeah, so and and to your point of, of Jack Sparrow and everything, usually when we see like pirate movies, it's in that kind of third age. This is kind of the end of the golden age, which 
I feel like people choose for movies and shows and stuff because they, the plight of the pirate, of like they were fucking crushing it, doing whatever they want, and then it kind of started to tail off and deteriorate. Mm-hmm. So he was mutinied in the summer of 1716. His his people were like, nah, we're not down with this. So he was left um, with one sloop. I got my first real mutiny. <laughs> what is that from? Keep going. Bought it at the five in time. <laughs> <laughs> Natalie will be dropping her single later this month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the her- summer of 1716 is just, it's a bop, man. Oh, man. You're the boss, Natalie. Oh, thanks. <laughs> was that the reference? It was. Yeah, yeah you got okay, it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's what it is. Um, so he was left with one sloop, which a sloop is essentially a, a sailboat. Um, it's a single masted boat, very fast. Um, but kind of, if you're a captain of this great ship, the Marianne, and then you're mutinied, whatnot, not super prestigious. He had with him his second in, tom- in command, um, Edward Teach, who was later known as Blackbeard. Ooh, the I've heard of Blackbeard. Wasn't he in like yeah. the Treasure Island books? Uh, yes. Uh, right? Yeah. He was so. like yeah, one yeah. of the. Yeah, it was. Is that like Kermit? Was that Kermit the Frog from Muppet Treasure Island? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry. The I best was thinking Muppet of the real movie. book, but. Yeah, <laughs> <I know. laughs> Wait, have you guys ever thing, right? seen um, um, The Page Master? Uh, hell yeah. Ooh, <gasps> no one's seen that movie, and I love it so much. It's like Macaulay. It starts off. Uh, live action and then goes to animated. Macaulay Culkin gets lost in a in a library during a thunderstorm or a lightning storm, and then turns into a cartoon character. And all these books <laughs> teach him lessons about life, and one of them is Treasure Island. It's magical. I think it's That's Don great. Bluth. Go check it out. <laughs> but so yeah, so this guy was like legit, and like his second in command, like like subpar to him was Blackbeard. Um, so yeah. in the, in the summer of 1716, he had just a single ship. He had been mutinied. By 1717, he commanded a 30-gun ship named the Ranger, which was the most heavily armed ship in the region. So he's crushing it. He's good at what he do. Um, and he just started, uh, taking ships and taking names. And he was pirating and he was doing all this stuff in... Uh, in 1717 and 1718, there was this thing called the King's Pardon. King George issued a proclamation. Piracy was a huge issue. It was running rampant. Um, it was affecting trade. It was this, like, blight on all these countries. They're just, they can't get ships through. They're fucking around with all that stuff. Um, trade was halted and just thrown into mayhem. So... Uh, King George of England, he issued a proclamation um, in order to suppress piracy in the West Indies. Um, And it said, if you're a pirate and you surrender yourself to any colonial governor, you will be guaranteed a clean slate. You will not be punished. Um, And since it came from England, it didn't get to the the Bahamas and Central um, America. So he issued it again in 1718. So basically, Harigold was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be pardoned." And so he was a pirate. He was a privateer turned pirate, turned pirate hunter, 
And so he just started hunting down all of his friends. One of them was Blackbeard, which he didn't end up getting. But the reason I found this story is I wanted something kind of light. And I didn't know exactly what my topic was going to be. So I googled funny history. And in true it's a good, pirate, good Google. In true pirate fashion, um, Harigold uh, attacked and captured a ship and only stole their hats <laughs> because the night before him and his crew got so drunk and they like threw their hats around and lost them all so they attacked a ship just to get hats and they're like alright we just want your hats alright we're gonna peace out they like <laughs> the ship that got attacked like had to give like a statement or whatever and they're like well I mean yeah they attacked us and they, they took our ship but they just took our hats and left <laughs> oh my god uh, ball cap, okay, cowboy hat, got that. What else? I was okay. like, that's that's a power move right there, and I respect. Yeah, I want to see that as the central plot line of a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, are we gonna go for immortal treasure and whatnot? No, we just want some hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just want we're that just new, like that new Jumpman hat, s- you know? Yeah, we just need some sun protection. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, so this whole thing started just because he, like, I found this story of just, like, a drunken dude's like, I just want a hat. <laughs> um, but it was it was so interesting to go into, like, piracy and whatnot. And seriously, if you've ever seen the show Black Sails, readers, um, it kind of outlines verbatim all of the people, all the players in the story are mentioned. Um, Captain Vane, uh, Blackbeard, everything that was going on in Nassau. It's so interesting how, like structured and regimented and like this was it's almost like its own city state of pirates and they honored codes and they had rules and laws and fucking workers comp and everything um and how it all started from capitalizing on warfare and like yeah i'm I'm gonna make a buck by not joining the navy but just doing my own thing and then it just kind of turning sour from there and that there were a lot of people that used the pardon as a way to continue piracy, but just against other pirates. And then they got really drunk and did dumb shit. Uh, Cass, I don't know if it was intentional, but your your story tonight, and I, God, I, I'd have to look at the release calendar to know for sure if it's coming out, if this episode's going to come out after these other episodes do. But you've got uh, you've got a lot of vibes from from some past stories for this season. You've you got a little bit of HMS Black Joke vibes, where yeah. the where the slaver ship becomes the slave catcher ship. I was just thinking about that. Yes, you've got uh, you've got a dash of our uh, our Disney episode because we very briefly talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, mm-hmm. and then stealing people's hats. You got your hat. You got your straw, straw hat riot. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only time we've actually said something in unison, and it was and it was an accident. <laughs> um, yeah. It, well, at Herigold, so he. I forgot this bit. He, his ship was caught in a hurricane in 1719. So he was never caught. He was never murdered. Whatever. He just like he just died in a storm. He was 39 years old. Piracy was not a, uh, not a lot of longevity in pirating. He got his pardon though before 
before he left. He sh- he shook off his mortal coil, right? <laughs> Did he get his pardon? Tell me he got his pardon. He, oh yeah, he got his pardon. That's why he turned to a pirate to pirate hunting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought, but then it seemed like if the king's pardon started going into effect in like 1718, and you said he. <sighs> He, yeah, yeah, it he was died in eighteen nineteen uh, or yeah. seventeen, seventeen, eighteen, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah. The pardon um, was in seventeen seventeen, and some people didn't hear about it, so it was it. reissued in seventeen eighteen. But whenever it came out, which kind of was like a continuing thread, because he wouldn't attack. He always wanted the legal defense of like, no, I'm still a privateer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I think, and also there was, as I was doing my research, I found more about like female pirates and whatnot and had just done so much of the bulk of this of the research that i was like that's gonna be a separate episode because i want to give it more focus i may do a female pirating episode because these those were some bad ass broads yeah Yeah. i'd like rather learn about that like that's like sounds so awesome because you don't hear those stories as much in all the like the normal like all the pirate books that i read growing up there wasn't like like anything, it was like, oh, yeah. we're just going to talk about all the dudes just killing each other, and that's it. Well, yep. and that's, I was so mad at myself, because I literally just, like, found this dumb story, like, oh, these drunk pirates wanted some hats. And then I started doing, like, the research, and I was like, oh, my God, they had, like, their own, like, government and civilization. That's and then so cool. at the end, I was like, oh, I should have done the female pirates. <laughs> well, now you got us on the edge of our seats. Like, I, that's just an episode that needs to happen in the future. Exactly. Yes. Wait, uh, uh, next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be continued. Soon. I'm trying to think who would star in, like, a f- the the female, like, pirate movie, like, the lead. Like, I feel like they'd try to force Anne Hathaway on you for that. Like, they'd be like, yeah. we're going to go Anne Hathaway. But Zoe Anne Saldana was... played the female pirate in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I would love to watch Zoe Saldana do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also trying to think of just like who's who's really like who's having a moment right now who's right. Not right now yeah that they would try to make it be uh, and that like wouldn't work but it's fun to think about like it would be Phoebe Florence Bridge as a pirate queen <laughs> is Phoebe Waller Bridge would be hilarious to me you know who it would be though it would be if the, if it's it'd be Olivia Coleman oh my god if we're yes. gonna have like uh like. I say okay. older, but she's, like, what? In her, like, 40s? Yeah. Ooh, I just Here's, thought it was a good one, too. Here's the dream. Here's the dream. It's, we're, we're in Nassau. Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman is running the the Republic of Pirates. Florence Pugh is some new, hot pirate. Like, she's got all the ships. She's taking over. And Phoebe Waller-Bridge is her comic sidekick. And Tessa Thompson is there just to keep me happy. And- oh my god, yes! Tessa Thompson and Zoe Saldana gotta be in there, too. We don't need uh, Karen Knightley. Wait, Sean had, a, Sean had a pirate queen to throw I, in here. I feel like I, based on, you want her to be, like, an absolute badass, but yes. also, like, but also, like, young enough where, like, you can make seven movies with her. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking Chloe, Chloe Grace Moretz. Is that how you pronounce her last name? Yeah, you know Moritz her? or something? Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I feel that. like I could... Because I loved her in uh, Kick-Ass, was it? She was in Kick-Ass? Yeah. Um, I thought she was, like, that was the first time I saw her, and I've seen her a bunch since then, but I was like, oh, this girl can, like, fight, and yeah. is, like, pretty good actor. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like I could see that happening. She's got the action bug, and she's young, and she's a good actress. Yeah, I could yeah, see that. Yeah, you could that. do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, yeah. You know what? We'll, now I want to we'll... see an ensemble piece with all of these people. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Copyright, cut it, print it. 
Did you see it? We'll there was... Save... Sorry, go ahead, Natalie. Oh, I was just going to say, we'll save Anne Hathaway for if they uh, do a remake of the uh, uh, 1982 mo- movie, The Pirate Movie, which is basically the Pirates of Penzance, but very 80s. It's like if Xanadu recreated the Pirates of oh. Penzance. Ooh. Um, Anne would be perfect for that. Also, there's yeah. a movie I was I loved growing up. It was called Cutthroat. And it was with Gina Davis. I think it was probably like 93 or something. And she was like this badass female pirate. <gasps> so good. I'm going to have to revisit all my pirate stuff. <laughs> I actually, Natalie, I found in my... in the pirate movie. It's great. Everyone nine, should watch the pirate movie. I saw the 9% on Rotten Tomatoes and I got really excited. <laughs> that <laughs> Might as well be 900. Exactly. Yeah. It's um, great. It's so good. There was, in my research, when I finally got to, like, female pirates and whatnot, there was a woman who, she did, like, a full history of female piracy. She's like, where are all the female pirates? Um, And there are a few of name, Anne Bonnie, and um, a a few others and whatnot. But there is, like, a history out there of the history of female piracy. So I'm going to have to look into that, and I'm going to come back to y'all. And you know they had some peppers on board. They popping peppers. (laughs) Popping peppers. Popping some peps with the pirates. I hope everyone has their pop filter on their, uh, their <laughs> on their mic for this episode. Yeah. Uh, hey, listeners, I'm really hoping I gave it to Cass. <laughs> that is true. Much appreciation, listeners. Um, if y'all have some favorite like salsa or pepper recipes, mm-hmm. send them our way. I would love yes, some of that. Some hot sauce, some hot sauce recipes. I grow a lot of peppers in the summer. Yeah. So, which is why my fridge is mostly. Homemade, very vinegary hot sauces because that's I'm getting a, that's what I like. Listeners, I'm getting knee surgery in in a, about five days, and so I think a lot of hot sauce in my body is going to be great for oh, yeah. lack of mobility. <laughs> yeah, it really stimulates uh, like the like star, scar tissue growth. Is that a good thing? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll say it is. We'll say it is. Sorry, I'm a doctor. I mean, I know exactly what your body needs. We are doctors. I was promised. (laughs) I was promised doctors, and I doctors you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Hot sauce. It's what the body craves. (laughs) My baby's got sauce. Your baby ain't sweet like mine. Yeah, you guys like some G love? Some G love? I keep going. Yeah. See, I was really. She got sauce. Your baby ain't sweet like mine. I love that song. Anyway. (laughs) Uh, what a, what a, what a wild ride. Um, I'm, I'm still just stuck on that beautiful song, Cass. You're welcome. Uh, friends, Sean, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Sean. Um, I, I, tell, tell the fine folks where they can, where they can find you on the internet. Yeah, just type in number six with cheese into YouTube. It'll pop right up. I have a show 9 a.m. Central every single weekday, a new episode. So if you want to see my face every day on YouTube eating crazy foods and just trying to make people laugh, uh, that's the best way to find me. So just go follow that and watch a couple of videos and you let me know what you think. You know, love the feedback. Be a troll. Don't be a troll. Whatever you'd like, you know. <laughs> 
Sean, you're very lucky that it wasn't my turn to do a story because otherwise I would have schooled you on Chicago pizza, the real Chicago style pizza. Well, I do love that you and I can have that conversation and be like, listen, don't try to tell me that deep dish is Chicago style pizza because I'll kill (laughs) you. <laughs> it's not okay. Well, tavern I'm style. tavern style. I'm thinking dog. Sean needs to come back for a future episode for the pizza wars, and I can't Good. wait. The great pizza war. If I find <laughs> out that you guys did the pizza wars and I wasn't invited, I'm gonna pirate your heads, dude. And I'm gonna Ooh. steal all your hats. Your hats are gone. <laughs> my fashions. You got some all booty? Nah, I got some hats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were supposed to be. We were supposed to be taking treasure. Hats, man. Nah, oh, dude, shoot, just hats. Um, uh, we're gonna have some, some probably some great visuals, some probably great, uh, maybe some recipes coming up uh, oh, yeah. that we'll be posting on our socials, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SharedPod. And if you have any questions, corrections, or suggestions, although if they're opinions on what Chicago style pizza is, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, you can send your other questions, corrections, and suggestions to us on the email and that is sharedhistorypodcast at gmail.com also, we love to hear from you we love to hear from you also go ahead and, and throw some love and comments on uh, wherever you get your podcast that allows commentary rate and review rate, rate and review, and review. <laughs> dear god it's so important rate review and then tell somebody who you like about us or tell someone you don't like about us it really doesn't matter either way to us just get the word out share us um sean thank you so much for joining us and for sharing some history yeah thank you so much for having me this was seriously such a blast i i can't wait to listen to more of your guys's stuff like going forward too just because like you guys are hilarious together and (laughs) very big fan I would say that we're dangerous together, You're but dangerous. I'll take the compliment. <laughs> Which is why we have to be several states apart. Well, just one state apart. Just one yeah, state apart. We're bad Cass at geography. We've established that. Also, Don't let Cass come back until Iowa's uh, got like the most blazing fast internet ever. Like when Pawnee, <laughs> Indiana got free internet and Parks and Rec. Just make that happen. Yeah. yeah, I had to restart my computer like four times, listeners, because my audio and then my video wasn't working and... My uh, my internet's arteries were clogged with all that sweet, sweet Iowa grease and yep. fat. You got that. So you're you're coming at us hot through that deep fried internet. So uh, <laughs> put it on and, a shirt, sell it. Yeah, I and I think we need more food episodes. It's yes. just I'm I'm hungry now, and I'm excited, and I want want to learn more about food and eat. Well, we should all go eat something now. So. Let's do it. Yes. On that note, share you later. See, I said it perfectly. Share you later. What a spicy episode. Thank you again to Sean Ely for joining us. Sean is an actor, host, podcaster, and YouTuber based in Chicago. New episodes of his web series, Number Six with Cheese, drop every ding-dang weekday at 9 a.m. Central. They are hilarious and exquisitely edited and profile the world's newest fast food, local, and frozen food menu items in the most sarcastic, kind of professional, kind of not way. His podcast, The Unemployables Podcast, highlights actors, musicians, philanthropists, creators, and comedians across the country in weekly episodes, dropping every Monday morning. 
He and his co-hosts were kind enough to have me on a couple months ago. You can peep that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And because that isn't enough, this man is a machine. He also drops personal vlogs on his personal YouTube channel, Social Media Pessimist. That's all one word. He is at the Sean Wow on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to throw him a follow, that's the Sean Wow, like the Sham Wow, but it's a Sean. And that is Sean spelled S-E-A-N, you monsters. And don't sweat it. All of this is linked in our show notes. Sean, seriously, thank you again. You're the greatest. Share you later. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.